McKay back to Bomeister. Over to the far side. Froelich takes a feed for Bomeister. Fires, he scores! L.A. face with an Oakland booty. Zednick throws a cross-ice pass to Horton. He fakes, fires, scores! Nathan Horton skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delight. Here comes Zednick now. He's got a loose puck. Puts it back in the high slot. Weiss, he shoots, he scores! I'm never going to dance again! Stanley, it is it gives me great honor and pleasure to gaze upon your mighty cup as it is lowered from the skies into the laps of the fuck. What's a hockey team? Uh, Charlotte Checkers minor league hockey team. Uh, I don't know. Hi, everybody. Welcome to I think you'd be into it. The podcast about your faves. I'm your host, Brandon Beck. I'm your host, Beth Scorzato. I'm shocked that if you had the opportunity to make a joke about a, uh, you know, North Carolina hockey team, you didn't come out swinging at me. Oh, God, you're right. I had completely forgotten about that. So, yeah. I uh, never forget. I never forget that the Whalers went to North Carolina. (laughs) Yeah. There's um, still a shrine in Bradley International Airport to the Whalers. I still wear my Whalers shit all the time. We refuse to let it go. Once, once I found out that the the whalers. Can you introduce had, our guest? Yeah, let me let me let me introduce uh, our our guest. Our guest today, uh, you might remember here from our uh, fan fiction episode uh, from a few years back, Frankie Starker. Welcome back to the show. Hello, thank you so much for uh, for having me back. No um, problem. The Charlotte Checkers is actually one of the minor league teams that has a pretty good social media presence. And a couple years ago, I think they had some of their guys doing like ballet with uh, with with a local ballet company. It was delightful. Oh wow! That I you know I was wondering what what for like the majority of my childhood the like one of the things you could do in town was either go to the minor league hockey team or the minor league baseball team. Um, so I guess those dudes are making enough money to like afford ballet dancers, which is awesome for them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the, the Whalers, uh, as if you don't know, the Whalers were the team in Hartford that then became the Carolina Hurricanes, a team that literally no one has ever cared about. Um, uh, we're, we'll talk about that later. My, uh, <laughs> one of my friends in middle school, she was really into hockey for a little while for some reason. Like, we don't know why we don't know where she got it, but she suddenly got really into hockey um, and was just really into the Hurricanes. I don't think she knew that it was previously the Whalers, or she would have told us that. But uh, yeah, in middle school, this one girl just really into the Carolina Hurricanes for no explicable reason. And one, once I found out, <laughs> shout that... out to Jen Jen. <laughs> <laughs> once I found out that uh, about that, um, I was really tempted to uh, when I was flying back up to college. Uh, to just buy all the Hurricanes merch I could find at the Charlotte airport and uh, bring it back as a, a present to my then uh, very tolerant girlfriend. 
Yeah, uh, it's a really good job you didn't waste all your money on that shit I would never wear. Yup. So, uh... I should go put my whaler shirt on right now just to spite you. The, the... Oh, good. Good. I'm really glad that this is, like, bringing up some deep-seated, uh... uh it's like... a state versus state thing. No, 100%. I absolutely get it. I mean, I've... I, I got a hat, too. <laughs> I've disappointed everybody in my family by my team uh team allegiances so it's uh, yeah, the whole team? deal uh so um i am uh a washington capitals fan um okay. because the friend of mine who got me into hockey is from the northern virginia area uh so i was um you know when she was getting we were all getting into hockey uh she was extremely uh caps focused and then that was the season before their uh they won the cup so we kind of all just jumped in that jumped in that little pile and uh you know have been drinking beer for our shirts ever since Um, (laughs) hell yeah before we get uh, deep into hockey though (laughs) uh we got to talk about what we are into this week i actually have one I'll go oh, first. Yeah, cool. First, look at that. I have one, and you know what it is? I made you watch it. Nadia's time to eat. <laughs> I knew it was going to be that. I knew it. Because it's delightful, and I would die for her. Okay? She's so, she's so great. Oh, wait. Bake Off Nadia? <laughs> yes. Oh. She has her own show on Netflix right now. Uh, oh, it's, it just yeah. came out a couple days ago. I think it's like six episodes. It's called Nadia's Time to Eat, and it's a whole show that's about, like, using like as opposed to many other cooking shows this is a show that's all about like yeah and use some tin beans fuck that or oh you know what go buy pastry nobody fucking makes pastry uh and it's all about just like making cooking like fast and accessible and like she goes around to different um in every episode she'll like go to a different house with like a woman with a new baby or like um a guy who just like doesn't have a lot of time with his job and wants to like feel like he can contribute or like a dude who works as a vet during lambing season so he like doesn't have time to like cook and like teaches them like all these like really like pretty easy and that really is, good looking recipes that, that are that is like, the most english thing doing stuff like, oh it's incredibly english she visits the marmite factory the heinz beans um, factory she visits the heinz factory good um, it's i'm so glad incredibly english and it's so delightful and she's so sweet because she's so like clearly joyful about like what she's making and is so like it's very funny every time she says nobody makes pastry and like looks directly into the camera <laughs> it feels like a personal attack on paul hollywood and, like hey <laughs> no one makes no pastry no one makes phyllo pastry, Paul Hollywood. Um, anyway, it's really delightful. There's like six episodes and on Netflix, and all the recipes she makes look really fucking good. And I'm definitely gonna. My best friend and I have already been talking about making some of them. <laughs> she makes these one. She makes like these croissants. She takes like ready-made like croissants from the store and like opens them up and like rests them on a thing, and then puts like raspberry cheesecake in them and bakes them. And you end up with these like croissant raspberry cheesecake cups that look fucking great god oh yeah anyway nadia's time to eat that's my thing i'm into this week i watched all of them i finished it last night she finishes with a uh delightful uh like summer party where she just fucking cooks the shit out of like a butterfly like a lamb and look there's nothing i like 
more than, you know, a beautiful woman looking directly at me, holding a big ass piece of meat going, look at it. <laughs> it's glazed in rhubarb. Oh, it, it looks good. We're going we're gonna to need to mark this episode in SFW. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yo, yeah, we haven't even gotten like, into. I know. She's delightful and I love her and her new show is really sweet and delightful. And she like, she's just very genuine. You can tell sometimes she's like throwing her kids under the bus. It's really funny. Her kids are in it occasionally. Um, oh, good. And like, so she'll be like, yeah, I like to make this, but I have to go upstairs first to make sure all the kids doors are closed because otherwise they'll smell it and they'll come down and want some and I'm not sharing. Like, it's really funny. You actually, you pushed me to, uh, to watch I one of these with you. I did make you watch one. Uh, and I, I, I was, I was resistant at first because I was, I was tired. But um, and he's not a cooking show boy, and he really wanted to watch whatever dumb video he was watching. Yeah, I think I was watching some like guitar thing, or some like thing about how roller coasters work. Tracks. But um, you, you pushed me to watch it because I, I've been, I've always been nervous about cooking because I can't smell. Um, so like I feel like I'm down I a kind you, of. It doesn't matter. Well, well, right, but it's it's still it's it, cooking just stresses me the fuck out because it all it's always seemed like this like mystic art that I don't like know how to wrap my head around and the fact that I'm down a sense, but she makes it seem like really approachable, and the way she's just like yeah, I just did a splash of this and a couple of these things rather than like you know all of this fancy elaborate setup and it it, it really. It really did kind of give me a kick in the butt of like I I should really try to learn to cook a little more. Yeah, you're the one that you're the one we watched where she made like falafel out of like four cans of random baked beans. Like, yeah, with the bean ladies who were awesome. There were the bean ladies, yes, at the Heinz factory. Yeah, of course, where else would the bean ladies be? And they and they met their bean they husbands all there. The beans. They did meet their bean husbands there. That's true. Um, oh, and what are you into this week? Um, I am into uh, one of my favorite podcasts from a few years ago. Was a show called Election Profit Makers, which is, uh, was hosted by David Reese, who's a, a writer. He wrote a book about how to hand sharpen pencils in like an artisanal fashion, and he was a cartoonist for Rolling Stone for a very long time. He was also the host of this show called Going Deep, which is one of my favorite shows ever. Um, but Election Profit Makers was a limited run podcast that ran in the lead up to the 2016 election, uh, which was basically about how to uh, gamble on the election with this website, predictit.org. Uh, and it, it was just a really funny, really smart podcast uh, that helped me make sense of some really weird, confusing times leading up to that election. Um, their final episode was released the day after uh, the 2016 election when, among other things, one of the hosts lost five grand. Um, but they have now brought it back for a second season, and it's it's better than ever. It's It's still so funny. David Reese is hilarious and it's a very like human look at like politics and the the way the world is under under the guise of being like, you know, an election stocks show. Um, I'm not explaining this well at all, but uh, j just trust me. <laughs> 
They uh, did it in 2016. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 2016 was the first. And then they brought it back. Yeah, then they brought it back uh, this year. Kid Midas has returned. They also, they'll do just like random mixtapes of like weird political shitheads uh, saying insane things over like great beats. Um yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a fun, very like, niche podcast. They use this one particular website that you can find online, right? Yeah, predicted.org. Like, I mean, most most websites you can find online. I just have to point that out. <laughs> thank you. Thank Touché. you. Just, thank just you. Sorry. No, Twitter. The website twitter.com on the internet. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's the hell site. It's this website that like predicts it basically lets you bet on the universe. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's essentially like for every, you can bet yes or no on, for example, will. Weirdly, there's still like will Hillary Clinton be the 2020 nominee? Yes or no? Uh, you can bet on that. And each, oh, of course you still can. Oh yeah, and each each share is anywhere between zero cents and a dollar, and if the thing happens. Your shares resolve and you win. You get a dollar for however much you you bet. Um, it's it's really it's it's super dumb, but like the the two hosts have been friends their entire life, and one of them is like a among other things like a domain camper, you know, who owns thousands of web domains. It's basically just weird nerds talking about uh, weird nerd things. Cool election profit makers. It, it it's better than I'm making it sound. Uh, Frankie, what about you? Um, trying to think what I've been in. I mean, I haven't left my house in like two months. Uh, by which I mean I haven't left my apartment in two months because uh, New York City, baby. Oh uh, yeah. So, um, what I've been really into recently is uh, trying to to breed different colors of flowers and animal crossing that's like really what i've been focusing on yes it's like really kind of sad that that's what my new like looking up all the different like optimal arrangements of like five flower blocks to get the most crossbreed colors and it's just like i mean it's effectively simple mendelian genetics so it's just like you know i need something to focus on so, so you're literally deep in the weeds on this. Yes, yes. <laughs> Although there actually aren't really weeds, I've done a very good job of cleaning all the weeds out of my island. That's that's fair. Um, we we did an episode about Animal Crossing a couple weeks ago, um, so it's nice to have a little follow up. What what about the like flower genetics process is is appealing to you? It's you can, like, like do flower yeah. genetics? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I, I got like, like four days in, and then was like, "Well, I've gotten what I need out of this," and then I I didn't get very far. Yeah, it's like there's <laughs> different like base colors for each of the different types of flowers, and then mm -hmm. you can uh, different pairs of flowers if they're planted next to each other and you watered will grow like a new flower that's a certain color, but hmm. you can also have like. For some of them, you can have, like, homozygous or heterozygous. So you can have, like, dominant and recessive colors. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it's just very... It's, like, the Punnett squares that you did in, like, yeah, yeah. You know, high school bio. Um, mm -hmm. 
And it, for some reason, it just, that's what my brain has latched onto in this time is uh, oh, yeah. something that's simple and controllable and colorful. Yeah. Nice. That that I think is is one of the best things about that game is is it looks so simple on the surface, but then if you if you dig deeper, it gets wild. Like there is so much depth to that game that is is not apparent from the surface, and for me, it's completely turned into an outfits game at this point. Yeah, I mean, there's also that definitely the outfits game, and like you know, trying to craft all of the. You know, I, I got the recipe for the Taurus bathtub, but I still need to log a certain kind of like star fragment before I can craft it or whatever. Ooh, I, I just went uh, star searching uh, last night for the first time, so I should have some today. Sweet. Uh, let me know what you need, and I'll, I'll, I'll send anything over if I find it. Cool. Thank nerds. you. Nerds. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of nerds, let's talk about hockey. Hockey, which is actually deeply nerdy, despite the fact that it's also, you know, one of the, uh, you know, major sports leagues, which, uh, as I think, is, there's this idea in our culture that, like, well, sports is the opposite of nerd sometimes. Sure. But, I mean, I don't know. Have you heard people talk about baseball? Jesus ex- fucking well, Christ. Exactly. <clears throat> um, but, like, actually, sports is just... It's just like uh, just stats nerd, hyper masculine, hyper masculinity nerds. That too, <laughs> um, which is something that I personally find fascinating. Um, so mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to start this by saying hockey is terrible. Um, <laughs> like okay. it is, like the league is terrible. It is a sport that has really deep uh, problems with racism and homophobia and, uh, you know, toxic masculinity. Uh, Totally, like, that is all there. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that one of the key things that a lot of the, um, you know, uh, fans that I like to talk to is, like, acknowledging that and also setting that not setting that aside but like that's always kind of understood as like an underpinning is that like this is terrible and also everything is terrible there's no ethical consumption under capitalism etc etc um (laughs) so it's kind of like just want to get that out of the way like it's actually all terrible and garbage and like you know the traumatic brain injuries and oh yeah it could definitely be as exploitative as any other professional sport. Exactly. And it's, like, racist in a different way because, it like... It's yeah. somehow racist in, like, a even more white way. It's definitely, like, the whitest professional sport. It is the sure. whitest professional sport. Oh, God, yeah. But it's... And... But, like, it doesn't... Because of that, it also doesn't have some of the, um... Like, the racism inherent in, like, a an all white like uh management versus um like players yeah, who are predominantly non white. So yeah. yeah, that's not the same. You don't end up with um, Colin Kaepernick in hockey. There's no Colin right. Kaepernick of hockey. <laughs> right. And like but instead there's this very weird like North American versus European divide that's like 
just a whole different it's all weird the uh like in, like in terms of teams or in terms of like no being... in terms of like players oh wow in terms of like where you're from um they're uh over it's it's now that alex ovechkin has won a cup um it's less so but like for most of his career this guy has been getting like well he's he's selfish he's too russian he's not like those good canadian boys um wow now yeah so it's this it's just it's wild because it's been like what 30 years and we're still like entirely basing our national hockey identity on miracle on ice russian's bad <laughs> like yeah right exactly and like the hockey commentators like there's like sort of the the old guard of hockey commentators like uh you know they finally got rid of don cherry uh who no. is like the most vile human being he's still alive i think he's still alive and i think they finally kicked him off um God. and i think it's I forget what horrible racist thing actually did it, but you know, that he finally brilliant. he finally was too too racist for <laughs> for for hockey. Wow. Um, yeah, God, yeah, he is still alive. He is eighty six years old. His nickname is Grapes, actually, not Cherry. That doesn't track at all. Oh, and he has a Twitter. Oh, I'm absolutely checking out Don Ch- Don Cherry's Twitter. Good. I'm really ridiculous, double-breasted, red plaid. Well, that was his whole thing. His whole thing was camera. like his whole thing was like the ridiculous suits um, on camera. But this one in particular, and he's giving a finger gun to the camera in yeah, his profile photo, and it's he's also terrible. his header photo, which I love. That's a power move to make your profile photo and your header photo the same photo of you pointing at the pointing at the user. Wow, that is a hell of a coat. And I'm sad it's it wasted on a racist asshole. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. So tell me, what what is about hockey? So, I, unlike Brandon, I am a sports, but I can't watch <laughs> hockey. I don't know. Something about watching hockey okay. on TV has just been really... I love watching hockey live, to be clear. Well, absolutely. I mean, watching it live is like a million times like better. We don't have like, cameras that are capable of like following the speed of hockey on television, and it becomes impossible for me to watch. <laughs> so that's definitely true. Watching it on TV is like one kind of experience. Um, like I tend to not watch it alone at home on TV. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch highlights or something, but I won't watch like a full, I won't like sit down and watch a full game. If I'm watching like a full game, I, I need to be either with people uh, either at somebody's house or ideally at a bar. Um, like ideally yeah, it has to be at like a, a bar. Communal experience. Yeah, a hundred percent. It has to be communal experience. But then going live is a completely different experience. It's just like there's a very um, it's a there's a very like ritualistic gladiatorial aspect to I guess all professional sports, but specifically hockey because there is an an added level of danger um and potential violence uh, Mm um because these are literally like like huge dudes wearing Mm -hmm. knife blades on their feet and it is like technically against the rules to fight but like but it's still baked into the game it's still baked into the game and like You get like you get a timeout if you fight, if you fight ag- against the like unwritten code of how to fight. Yeah, 
you get a timeout if you get if you fight too, if you fight too hard you get a timeout and or if you fight wrong even you get when a you and, yeah and when you get a timeout in the grander scheme of things you get rewarded what how in the grander no. scheme of things you get rewarded no. because pe- well i'm just saying in, in terms what way of people, i'm saying in terms of profile people like oh brawlers. yes 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 people like brawlers yes. management likes brawlers Less so now, actually. There's, like, they're really, um, I forget who it was. Somebody did, like, an analysis of, um, like, somebody of Corsi score, uh, which mm-hmm. is just the basically how much, how many points uh, their team scores while this person's on the ice mm-hmm. against, like, penalty minutes. Off, yeah. Um, and there's really not a lot of players anymore who are um, goons. Like, they really have, like, that's really just not how the game is played anymore. Even, like, uh, you know, so Tom Wilson, who is a uh, forward for the Washington Capitals, uh, he is uh, bigger than Thor, is generally the best way to describe him. He's bigger than Thor, and he's, like, hot enough that normal straight hockey men are uncomfortable with it. <laughs> um, oh, fragile masculinity! Woo! Yeah, it's like, like it's real funny. Um, and he is both, like, he has a reputation as being like a really like a like a brawler, like a, a he fights and he definitely. But as the pa- over the course of his career, he's definitely become more of a goal scorer. He is an in, he's a top line um, player for the Caps. Mm-hmm. Um, and also is a fighty boy uh, who will punch anybody for the honor of his bros. Um, <laughs> because that's also very important. Is the, the, the ritual of the fight is like, it's usually fought for the, like this, the concept of honor. Um, like either the other guy did, did a dirty hit on, on your bro and mm-hmm. you need to avenge him. Um, or like, they fuck with your goalie, and if they fuck with your goalie, you are going to destroy them. Um, mm. So it's this like very interesting, like ritualized, completely unwritten. None of this is in the rulebook. It's just this. Oh yeah, like code of of honor and masculinity, um, and and I find that fascinating. Like the 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 like interpersonal bubbling of uh, like retaliation and and appropriate response versus uh you know versus uh what's 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 out of uh out of bounds is just one of the things that i personally find very interesting because i you know was an anthropology minor and i still like think of i still sort of approach a lot of of aspects of um and i think this is kind of like when i was uh talking with y'all with y'all about fandom was the anthropological aspect and the sort of mm-hmm. uh, looking at what the community, uh, how the community uses these different things in order to like serve a purpose in the greater community. Um, you know, what is the purpose that hockey and sports serve? Mm-hmm. Um, I think is really interesting. And it's like the, the, which is why I think that's saying about how you can't watch it on tv but going to a game is awesome because it is a communal experience you know you basically Mm -hmm. know whether you know when you walk into the arena 
you can tell by the shirts that yeah. people are wearing, like whether or not they are your best friend or your like loathed enemy. Oh yeah, it's tribal. It's incredibly it's tribal. completely tribal. Yeah. And like, you know, if you're if you're wearing the jersey of like the away team, mm-hmm. uh, and you find another person, you are like you are bonded together. Yeah. Uh, against everything else in everyone else it's this this fantastic you enjoy uh, pissing everybody else off oh god yeah oh there's nothing my best friend likes more than going to a dodgers game wearing a giants jersey like (laughs) there's something really (laughs) fun about going to another team wearing the jersey and being like go ahead fucking try it i went to the dodgers game in a red sox jersey once (laughs) (sighs) okay honestly that's how i feel every time i see someone in the wild wearing a fish shirt i'm like my tribe same hat same hat yeah same hat yeah that's exactly what it is it's just same hat but but everybody you know it's like some jets versus sharks shit oh totally um yeah so the two hockey teams i think uh they actually are um yeah (laughs) oh wait there's a hockey jets and a football jets yes Yes. and a dancing Winnipeg jets Oh, okay. And a dancing Jets. There's the Winnipeg Jets and also the San Jose Sharks. San Sharks, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Who are yeah. not, are they quote unquote good? No. <laughs> are they fun? A lot of the time, yeah. Um, they've got a, a player who um, at one point said, uh, you know, if I, several years ago, there was this whole thing about how, um, you know, so a hat trick is when you score three goals in one game. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that. And yes, but at one point it was um, somebody was asking this guy about, uh, you know, somebody who'd gotten like four goals in a game. And his response was, man, if I got four goals in a game, I'd get my dick out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So like that's hockey's are total hockey hockey's. Hockey players are complete morons. Is the thing? Yeah, we don't get we don't as much as apparently our team is very good here. Um, Ali cares a lot more about basketball. What's what's our team here? The Kings. The Kings. Remember, we once had an Uber driver, and you were like, "Oh, I like your your hat. Good basketball." And I was like, "Yo, that's a Kings hat, my dude. That is hockey." Oh yeah, I remember that. And then I was like mortified <laughs> for the rest of the lift ride. <laughs> Yep. We got two basketball teams and it was neither of them. It was the hockey team. <laughs> my my only real knowledge of of the sport of hockey is the Warren Zevon song Hit Somebody. Uh which is about a goon who all he wants in life is a goal and he gets one in his final game. And it's actually a really beautiful song. <laughs> He was born in Big Beaver by the borderline He started playing hockey by the time he was nine His dad took the hose and froze the backyard Little buddy dreamed he was Rocket Richard He grew up big and he grew up tough He saw himself scoring for the Wings or Canucks But he wasn't that good with a puck Buddy's real talent was beating people up His heart wasn't in it, but the crowd ate it up Through peewees and juniors and midgets
digits and mics He must have racked up more than 300 fights Till a scout from the flames came down from Saskatoon Said there's always room on our team for a goon Son, we've always got room for a goon There were Swedes to the left of him, Russians to the right A check at the blue line looking for a fight Brains over brawn, that might work for you What's a Canadian farm boy to do? Hit somebody! What else can a farm boy from Canada do? Hit somebody! What's a Canadian farm boy to do? Hit somebody! What else can a farm boy from Canada do? Yeah, that's, that's like an extremely like uh, vintage hockey style uh, like story of, you know, oh, yeah. the... Dudes that um, were hired just to hit people. Oh yeah, it's it's and it's a lot less so now. There's the the, the league has moved a lot toward like skill players. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. a much higher scoring um, uh, game now than it was in the past. You know, there's been rule changes and like equipment changes, like literally changes in the pads that goalies wear, mm-hmm. so to like make it easier or harder to score. Um, mm-hmm is part of the game that like those shifts are happening. Uh, so, nice. so yeah, it's like tracking that is also just sort of interesting from like a, from like a historical perspective and like, what does the game care about? And, you know, now they're, they're moving toward a lot of like biometric tracking. Um, okay. Like some, some players, especially in practices are starting to wear these like little like sensors um, mm-hmm. that are giving like biometric data. Oh, wow. um, and I'm not, I'm not sure exactly it's not really being used in games yet to my knowledge, but I think it's like, they're, they're trying to move that direction to like gauge things, um, you know, and, and not entirely sure, but it's definitely trying, like it's getting high tech, it's getting higher tech. Uh, you know, it's not just a bunch of dudes on a pond, like slamming each other into whatever. Yeah. Each other and each other. The ground, the glass, walls, anything they can find. We do have to also talk, though, about the inherent, the inherent thirst of hockey. All these really big, beautiful boys. No, and then don't worry, we're we're gonna circle. Well, some of them are. Some of them (laughs) are beautiful, and some of them are are incredibly weird looking. And then, uh, so there's the the hoggles or the hockey goggles phenomenon where all of a sudden you look at a man who is incredibly weird looking and all that you can think is that's my son <laughs> or like that's my husband uh, uh puck bunny no not not in like a puck bunny way i know uh, i just but yeah, thing, yeah. puck bunny but just want to fuck hockey players um which i like, learned that from letter kenny yes Letter Kenny, also a delight. And those hockey uh, Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, those hockey boys. There are actually yeah. some hockey boys that are like wildly non like toxic masculinity. Like right. so they're as characters, are. they're great. They're fantastic. Uh, it's all about the bros. It's all Ferda. Ferda. Yeah. Ferda bros. Ferda boys. Um, but that's the other thing. It's like the the because of the way that like hockey and the the professional hockey world works um 
these guys are basically um they like move out of their childhood homes at the age of like 15 to be playing juniors hockey they live with um uh they live with like host families um which are called billet families um because like everything hockey is weirdly like there's weird french and canadian uh terms for it yeah they all sound Um, like old sailors yes absolutely because they're canadian um so so you're living with a billet family or you're living or you're you know you've gone to like a uh, like a like a boarding school situation um and you know you're still technically doing school but like everybody knows that you're not really that like yeah you're not it's it's no one yeah no one is expecting a couple guys that went to went on to play hockey in college but i don't think they ever went pro i feel like so you it is the thing that you do from a kid yeah and there definitely are some some hockey players do go to go to college um and they tend to go to you know big state schools with hockey programs and uh it's you know Sure. Just, you know, in the U.S., we so many the sports that we do focus on, like football and basketball. You know, that's the thing. You go to college for that kind of right. school, and you get drafted after college. But that doesn't really exist as much in hockey. No, because like sometimes people will get drafted while they're playing college hockey, um, mm-hmm. and they'll finish out their college hockey career before they uh, before they end up playing for either the minor league affiliate or if they um you know they play for the team um mm-hmm. so so these guys are basically only surrounded by each other from the time they're teens um and the like team mentality and like the pack mentality is incredibly strong and like encouraged that it's all about you know the guys next to you mm-hmm. so there's this like they're poorly socialized and they're also like hormonal teen boys. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can imagine that like left to their own devices, they just get weird. Oh like, yeah. They just teen get boys weird. are super weird when you leave them alone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, so, like imagine that, that, that like, but all, also, like all teen boy stereotypes go kind of the fuck out the window if you if you you'll know the weirdest thing you will ever walk in on is like a group of teen boys who all just turn around and look at you and you're like what what were you doing and it's never what you think it's never like something illegal or bad or something it's like oh we decided to start like taking bets on like this barbie horse racing game like it's always the weirdest fucking thing <laughs> yeah and and then take into account that these are also you know guys who are playing an incredibly physical game who are constantly, uh, you know, trying to, you know, get, uh, to get stronger and tougher and, you know, Mm -hmm. improve their skills in an incredibly competitive, uh, you know, you can't casually play hockey, um, which is part of why I think the racial um, and class lines in the game are where it is, because it's so expensive. And you have to have access to a rink. Right, exactly. So, so it's like, it's a very self-selecting. There's a lot of like, you know, my dad played hockey, my grandfather played hockey, I play hockey, like, there are, that's, that's very common, because 
in order to reach the uh, the level of like the professional level, you have to be like starting from a very young age and you have to be like a hundred percent committed to doing this. Yeah. So, so they're really weird. Um, they're none of them, like there's very few who can like string a sentence together or like have read a book. Um, like it's like, they care about hockey. They care about like their dogs. They care mm-hmm. about like playing golf sometimes and mm-hmm. occasionally like, you know, other video games, whether it's like, yeah, you know, the, the NHL. They know yeah. about, they know about. Exactly. Like that's the thing. Like, like they may not have a bread for knowledge, but they are, they are, geniuses in the one thing they need to be <laughs> right God, the, the more you guys d- describe this the more it feels like you're talking about like roman gladiators this is so fascinating yeah it absolutely of. and so it is this very gladiatorial you know you you're they're going to play this game but like you know that somebody is gonna get at the very least there's gonna be like the threat of a fight these two guys are gonna like be be facing each other and circling each other and you know the refs are gonna be like keeping them apart you know, trying to defuse the situation or the linesman. Um, but, uh, but sometimes like, yeah, they're just going to start fighting. And as long as both of them are, are into it and up on their skates and like, you know, it's not, they're just swinging at each other. Like they kind of just let them go. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's so weird. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but also there's, yeah, and the amount of like locker room, um, like homoerotic locker room content, mm-hmm. uh, because that they again, then pretend is not. Yes, because they're also all like huge and wearing like spandex, and in some cases, actual garter belts. Really, mm-hmm. I shit okay. you. Yeah, because uh, hockey okay. socks are like thigh high socks. Not but, yeah, but. The two, there are only two ways to keep them up in the year of our Lord 2020. One is you tape them like to your own, to your leg, where where there's hair, or you wear a garter belt. Garter belt it is, because let me tell you, You, ripping tape off of hair sucks. You'd think we'd have been able to prove that technology by now. You'd think? See, you the think. thing is, we haven't, in women's fashion, we actually have improved that technology. But, but gay. when you're moving and you're sweaty. But also, when you're moving and you're sweaty, yeah, the kind yeah. of, like, rubber that will keep a sock up, like a thigh-high sock up on women's stuff, that ain't gonna cut it. Ah, uh, fair. It's just not, it, that yeah. friction so is it, not, once it gets sweaty, that friction goes away. But but I agree that it seems like we should have, we should have figured We should have a better out. choice. Yeah, right? But... So that's also part of it. Um, it's just so weird. Uh, and I feel like I'm just rambling about like weird shit no. about hockey. This is, no, this is exactly um, like, why you're here. This is what we want to know. <laughs> because like, look, we could go online and like, y- you can reach out to any like regular like bro who likes hockey and be like, why do you like hockey? And it's like, skate fast, hit things. Very good. But like, um, Slam there punch. are all these nuances to no. the game, especially in, especially in, its place within like American professional sports because we don't talk about hockey. Like it's it's got such a weird place in pro sports. 
And it's exactly. got such a long think, season. It's almost always happening and we're never talking about it. Right. It, the season starts in like, it starts in October. Uh, preseason tends to start in like September. Players are back for training in like, you know, late August sometimes. And the Stanley Cup happens in like, you know, April. Really? Or May. Yeah, it's a long season. It's it's like an it's like a I think it's an eighty two game season. Yeah, it's almost as it's long like as basketball. Baseball. Yeah. Basketball and baseball have long seasons too, but like You think it'd be more like football that has like eight games. Right. <laughs> because not. it's so but it's not. It's it's hockey is actually a lot like um it's basically if it's it's basketball in like they're it's very much like basketball or like soccer um, just in terms of like the mechanics and the positions that people play, um, you know, and, and the, yeah, soccer, that other game Americans definitely pay attention to. Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Actually, I do know most of what I know about the rules of hockey from playing soccer and then field hockey. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, And I was a goalie in field hockey and the girl who was the goalie before me actually also played on the ice hockey team as the goalie. There was, um, in my high school, the, uh, there was, um, the high school's, um, hockey team, the goalie was, um, a, a girl in my, my class, um, who was just this beast. She was awesome. Like, I was terrified of her. Yeah. The girl, the girl above me, Erin, she was awesome. She was, she was the varsity goalie before, when she graduated, I became the varsity goalie, but, um, there were, cause there weren't that many goalies. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. This was she like, was also she also played lacrosse and hockey because yeah. being a goalie, like I said, there aren't that many goalies. Being a goalie is a whole different specific thing in hockey. Oh, and yeah, and like yeah, goalies are all weird. Goalies are all completely insane. Um, Hell yeah, we are. Like, <laughs> compl- actually, knowing that you were a goalie makes so much sense. <laughs> like, yeah, man, stand down there, sing songs to myself. The other team thought I was crazy. Oh yeah, it's and all I'd come down and be like, the goalie is talking to herself, and I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I am! <laughs> come, come get a piece of it. Get to spend most of the game not dealing with people. If, hey, if my team's doing their job, I get to spend the whole game just standing there. <laughs> exactly. So, like, when your goalie's having a hard time, it's your fault. Um, which is also like a super integral part of hockey. Is like, uh, if you fuck up, like your mm-hmm. bros suffer. Um, so being either. a goalie is also a weird part of being on a team, though, because in practice, suddenly you're playing against your team. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's such a weird position because like, oh, we are all together on the field. But as soon as we get to practice, I'm just sitting there like, do better. I've locked every one of your shots. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's 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 this totally like weird, uh, this yeah. weird position that the, on the team. Um, yeah. Because you want to be fair to boys, you don't want to fail to boys. True, exactly. Because either you're, if you're, you know, fucking up no, and you're, exactly. you know, you're, you're not playing a good defensive game, and your goalie is like doing all the work for you, that's shitty. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah. if you take, if you take a penalty, so like if you get a penalty, if you, if you have to go into timeout, um, which mm-hmm. is referred to, again, not by, like. By, by like actual hockey media as the mm-hmm. sin bin. <laughs> okay. Because uh, that's not gay at all. Wow. Yeah, it's not weird at all that like naughty naughty boys go to the sin bin. Um, oh. There's our episode subtitle right there. 
Yeah. Body boys go to the sin bin. Uh, so, but then you have to sit there and watch while you're in, you know, in ice jail. You have to watch your boys, your bros, suffer because they have to play a man down mm -hmm. uh, while you're in timeout. So you're yeah, watching, you're watching your boys suffer. That no other sport has. When somebody gets taken out for a penalty, you don't get to swap somebody else onto the field. They just have to play without you. Oof. Every other yeah. sport, you pull a player out, you have to swap another player in to make sure you always have the right number of players on the field. Hockey's like, no, fuck you. This is a punishment. Woof. And the whole yes. team will be punished. So you have like, you know, your when uh, if your team is uh, the one that that uh, that has the advantage, it's called being on the power play. Um, and, you know, usually you have like your really strong offensive um, uh, players out on the on the power play unit. Um, and then if you are in the, on the defensive side, it's called the um, the penalty kill the pk yeah. um mm -hmm. and so that is usually um you know you're heavier on the defense you're definitely uh it's a very different um kinds of players that you want on the ice uh during those times so um you know special teams and those sorts of like subunits um are really important to uh to a, a hockey roster because you know you only have um you know you've got four lines of forwards um so that's four sets of three guys and mm -hmm. then three sets of uh, defense pairs. Um, okay. So that's, and then your goalie. So that's all you have. And you can't really like, you don't have like extra guys on the bench. You've got your four lines, you've got your three D pairs and you got your goalie and your backup goalie. It's not like football where so there's it's like, like a, 40 dudes on the squad. Right. Yeah, there are so like it's, 40 it's, dudes on the bench at all times. Football or the state. That's true. That's true. Also, also sketch team the state. Congratulations, babe. Yeah. I'm oh, contributing. Okay. Yeah. Sketch team the state, which is a very, they had a lot of people. There were a lot of people on the state. Yeah. Every, everyone who's famous in comedy now was on the state at some point. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Look, he has very specific right interests. over that. Yeah, I, do yeah, it. I know. Do it. We, we I just, do it all the time. We indulge him. Um, that was like the one time I saw a picture of the dude from Fish at a hockey game. Uh, I think it was a Caps game, and I sent it to you, and I was like, hey, our, in our worlds have overlapped for once. Yeah, I one, mean, one, from one Vermont, which minute. is one of the places in, in the U.S. that does care about hockey. That is true. Because it's cold, and you can play it all the time. And he did always say he ran fish practices like hockey practices. Yeah, there you I go. I don't know what that means. Um, I in, Just in terms of, like... Because of like, because of the I way I can see how that would I can see multiple ways that that could go. Gotcha. Well, I think for for fish specifically, it was that like because what they do is so improvisational that they need to be very like like limber and spry as a band. So they would do lots of like listening exercises and okay, okay, like you know stuff that sort it's of like is, drills exactly yeah definitely like like they would do this thing where. They would all like one of them would start playing and then somebody else would jump on and they would all jump on and then they'd all go, hey, when they when they were locked in and then somebody else would change and then they would all have to change to that. Uh, so, st yeah, stuff like that. that th that's exactly okay, like a hockey so drill. So like a drill. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a drill. Yeah, like drills. OK, cool. So, but yeah. Well, so now like, that Brandon's managed to connect hockey to fish. Yep. Thank you both for indulging me. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
All right, where were we? Naughty boys go to the sin bin. Um, Naughty boys do go to the weird. sin bin. But we're um, also, and then sometimes also... when you get like a line brawl, you can also have like multiple people. So you can have a five on three if like mm-hmm. two boys went into the sin bin. Uh, mm-hmm. Or sometimes if you have a line brawl, you can literally like they've there. You can find pictures of like games where there are like five guys at once in the box, um, like packed in their like sardines, all like <laughs> you know, you know with like a bloody nose it's just like absurd like true parodies of like hockey um related are phrases that actually get used in uh in hockey that that are not jokes are things like uh you know you know get it in deep get pucks in deep uh pound them into the boards uh yeah sacrifice yeah. the body is i think my favorite wow like yep. yeah there's a lot are... of like very like physical like could make a sex joke about them terms in hockey the most you know gay panic sport of all yeah so <laughs> and there's also um so there's a, a a podcast that i love um that's uh some friends of friends it's called um you can't do that uh which is from a, a clip of a um, a linesman just telling a, a player, "You can't do that. That's not a <laughs> like. You can't do that. That's that's against <laughs> the rules." Um, but the podcast is called "You Can't Do That." Um, it is uh, a bunch of uh, queer um, women who ha- are like f- have spent a lot of their time in like fandom are like were like one direction fans and have now become hockey fans because that that jump uh happened not as weird for as a lot think. of people no that happened yeah that happened to a lot of people um there's definitely like a straight line between ho- one direction fans and like some of the the weird like performatively quote unquote bad fans um mm-hmm. which i love uh, what, what do you mean? But, we'll have to ask Wit who we had. We had Wit on for One Direction. We'll have to ask her her feelings on a on hockey. Oh yeah, we will. <laughs> Before we wrap up, uh, is, what else? What else about hockey do you love? If we if we wanted to get somebody into hockey, what would you suggest? Just going to once we're all allowed Just, in the world again. Yeah, it out once we're all yeah once we're all allowed in the world again, like go with a couple of friends, go to a game. Uh, you can usually depending on where you are. Uh, you can usually get some pretty cheap day of tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, nice! And just like go, drink some beers, and like don't worry too much about yell. the rules. Just pick don't one color, and when the goes in the net, know that they scored. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty obvious. There's usually a really loud horn, mm-hmm. and then you see people wearing one color of shirt or the other color of shirt, like getting really excited. Everybody's yep. high fiving each other. Like, God, remember being in public with other people. I do remember being public with other people. God, that's so 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 foreign an idea at this point. I'm like, God, Ugh. I remember like two I mean, weeks I guess before all this one. happened. Yeah, I was like at a game with my dad, and uh, like we were like, yeah, that was my, that was my uh, my Christmas present to my dad this year was that um, when the uh, the Montreal uh, Canadiens or the Habs. Uh, because hockey nicknames make perfect sense. 
uh, were in uh, playing the Jersey Devils. Um, we mm-hmm. went. I uh, took him to go see that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Mike, I mean, I guess Mike, you and I are both fortunate enough that we're stuck inside with our husbands, so we do have another person. But yeah, I, I I miss other people that aren't Brandon. I'm sure you miss other people that aren't Lee as much I as we do. love them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Love to death, but also would appreciate some variety. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Well, when the quarantine's lifted, y'all go check out some hockey. If that comes back, Hell yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, right. Um, it's definitely something that has to be experienced live. Um, it's just a completely oh, yeah. electric. Uh, yeah, I love experience. watching a live hockey game. It's really high energy and like really fun to watch. I just I don't love watching it on TV by myself. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds fair. Fair. Just like I don't like watching baseball on TV. It's too slow. It's the opposite problem. Hockey's too fast on TV and baseball is too slow. Just like I don't like watching fish on TV. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. You watch fish on TV constantly, even when you don't have to and when it's not live. Mm -hmm. Anyway. (laughs) Frankie Starker, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all for having me on again. Uh, And, uh, uh, you know, I'll talk talk to you both later. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you have anything you would like to plug or your Twitter or, or anything. If you want to share it all your Twitter. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to. People find you online. You don't have to. I don't, I, I, I actually have uh, Twitter. Twitter is now in a uh, folder on my phone uh, along with Facebook of apps that just says no. Oh, um, that's a good that's idea. Fair. So, yeah, it's been really great. I've pretty much exclusively been communicating with. Uh, friends on a discord server that um my husband set up it's 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 pretty good yeah you but... guys play trivia sometimes and i help him cheat <laughs> Sh- <laughs> shut up man <laughs> i mean not like with a computer just with like sitting there and offering suggestions so it's really less cheating and more intruding <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know whatever eh, call less call cheating me. and more bothering <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Brandon. Uh, yeah, if you wanted to find more of my garbage, uh, I'm Helios Brandon on all of the socials. Um, I've got uh, some stuff on SoundCloud. My band Inkblot has a, a demo up there. Um, we've got some live shows on YouTube. Um, I've got a track on Joey Cliff's uh, 50 States Project where he crowdsourced to finish Sufjan Stevens's write an album about 50 States Project. Uh, and I have a thing on the Texas EP called Deep in the Fart of Texas, which was written by my my pal Will Morgan and is, is just as dumb as it sounds. Um, I think that's, yeah, I think that's all my shit. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. All right. Uh, yeah, so plugging things right now is really hard because we're still in the quarantine. This episode will be out. End of June. Uh, I think end of june early july so like god willing we're all out and about and allowed to be near each other in small groups by then you know maybe get together watch a hockey game but at the moment i have nothing to plug but you can find me on the internet at b scores b-e-e-s-c-o-r-e-s uh and exactly how it sounds with an underscore at the end which i've talked about why that's like that um you can follow the podcast at intuit pod on twitter and uh i think you'd be into it on facebook or you can track the hashtag intuit pod on instagram which is also an easy way to find my instagram because they're all from that page normally um 
And yeah, thanks as always to Kaylin West and Tiny Stills for the use of our theme song. Starting over is a lot like giving up off the album. Falling is like flying. Um, even though we are recording this in uh, early May. Uh, and so this will be quite a while before you hear it. Yesterday, as of today, she released a brand new song of her own on Bandcamp um, called Dating in the Apocalypse. And you should go check that out. Support her if you can, because a lot of artists are suffering because their tours got canceled. So, yeah, it's a it's a it's a bop. It is a bop. I bought it. So, yeah, that's all I got. Brandon? Uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think that about wraps it up. Frankie, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. Always. Um, you are a gentleman and a scholar, <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm something, all right. <laughs> so yeah, it's all right. I think my my Instagram bio says professional something else. <laughs> nice. Mine is I am but a fart on the breeze of life, and also that your tweets are 100% the opinions of the Walt Disney Company. Oh yeah, it does. It does still say that on my Twitter, doesn't it? I should change sure that does. for legal reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so all that being said, podcast in the sin bin. Scratchton steps in, fires a shot, he scores! Carlos Scratchton! And I draw ding-dongs on people! Over the line on the right side, still my cross-side pass to McCabe, right on the front, he scores! Brian McCabe takes the feed from Corey Stillman. This game is tied up at one. I go to work like a doctor. Stillman again, right on the front, the Weiss, he pokes and he scores! Stephen Weiss, I'm a lead farmer. Let, 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 let farmer. farmer.